Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? In the season's worst conditions, winter tires are a game changer. They elevate traction, control, and confidence. They sell only the best, like the full line of hand-cooked tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to your one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Thanks for listening to the best of Outkick the Coverage podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the Coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis on Fox Sports Radio. How was your night? I didn't have much of a night. I bet a lot of you were watching the election results coming in as well. It is 2,000 all over again, except instead of just one state, there are a lot of states with drama going on as the nation is waking up on the morning after election day. Let me go ahead and give you the latest. There's no sports last night, by the way. And I figure you guys probably want to hear uh, us break down and talk about everything going on in the world, literally as we speak right now, uh, the president of the United States potentially being decided. Um, Coke, a couple different things. While many of you were sleeping last night, Joe Biden took the lead in Wisconsin by about 8,000 votes. Uh, It was a huge swing The Trump had been up by over 100,000 votes. Uh, I laid down for an hour. I picked up my phone and I I had to blink twice. I was like, oh, wow, that's a big move in Wisconsin. If, If Trump ends up losing Wisconsin, that is Joe Biden wins it, then this would mean that Trump needs to win the other four states where he has leads right now. Pennsylvania, Michigan, North Carolina, and Georgia, all of those leads of varying degrees as the different votes come in. Now, one of the big challenges that has been a major issue all throughout last night and all into this morning as well is twofold. Where are the votes? And also, on top of that, 
Are they absentee votes? Are they mail votes? Are they in-person votes? Because that can swing things in a big way. Republicans tended to go out and vote in person today. And so the in-person vote totals have favored Republicans by a massive degree. Democrats, as a general rule, were doing absentee ballots mail-in more substantially. And so what is going to end up happening? We have seen absolutely gyroscopic-like wild moves in the betting markets in Europe. Last night, about 9.15 Eastern, Trump became a big favorite to win the election. And then as the night progressed, uh, the line continued to bounce around a little bit. Now, prior to 9.15 Eastern last night, Joe Biden had been a big favorite coming into election day. Now, Biden has become a small favorite to win the election if you look at the betting markets. Now, to be fair, the betting markets don't seem to have any idea what's going on any better than your average person out there does, uh, to be frank. And they're all relying on what the vote totals are going to tell us as well. Several different big takeaways. One, the polls were mostly worthless. Uh, All these different polls that people talked about obsessively, many of them were not even remotely close to what we saw on the ground. Some were off by nearly double digits, which frankly defeats the entire purpose of a poll at all. And that goes in both directions, right? Because if you rely on them at all, then you are using a broken uh, a broken calculator effectively. It's unclear. Some of you out there are going to be like, okay, when is a decision going to be official? It's unclear when that might be because there are so many mail-in ballots that still have to be counted, so many votes overall that still have to be counted. In Atlanta, in North Carolina, in Wisconsin, in Michigan, in Arizona, in Nevada, in Pennsylvania, a lot of different states still unclear exactly who is going to win, even though some of those states have been called or look to be trending in one direction or another. Again, I would say that this reminds me a lot of 2000. For those of you who are too young to remember, in 2000, it came down to one state, Florida, and we had a 37-day uncertainty after the 2000 election until George W. Bush ended up winning the state of Florida by a small margin. And so uh, that could be the case here. I don't know for sure. Again, no one really does. So be wary or leery of anybody out there who is telling you that they feel like they understand exactly what is going to happen in these races. Also, the courts might get involved before all is said or done uh, because there could be a dispute about whether or not votes are being tallied correctly. It wouldn't surprise me at all. In fact, I would expect it if lawsuits are going to be filed. The other thing I would add here is that the Senate looks, looks at least right now, like it may stay in the Republican Party if you are someone out there who's like, just tell me, like, Clay, I don't care at all. I don't care who wins. I just don't want somebody to bother me. Divided government is typically government that doesn't do 
that much one way or another. So if you're just out there right now and you're like, I'm so sick of this election, I'm not a Republican, I'm not a Democrat, my hope is that uh, that, that nothing crazy happens, well then it looks like there may be a divided government and if there's not a divided government, we may be in a 50-50 Senate situation where the vice president would t- cast tie-breaking votes, but it basically makes it really hard to get anything that aggressive done when you're in effectively an even Senate. But there are still several undecided Senate races out there. And given how wild the outcomes have been already, I'm not sure, uh, I'm not sure even how to analyze it. Now, in terms of my universe, Jason Whitlock came out last night and stayed until about 1 a.m. at the house. He thought that there was going to be some sort of resolution or conclusion last night. That was his prediction on OutKick yesterday. And so he eventually just threw up his hands and said, I'm going back to my place to spend the night. So he walked back out, took his toothbrush and his underwear, and rolled back uh, to his place in Nashville. Uh, But we spent the night sitting... Uh, in my front room watching the election results come in, like a lot of you, uh, with uh, certainly my oldest son, who was, he's 12, he was kind of fascinated by the electoral college and the way everything was breaking, um, and he was enjoying looking at the map and uh, and everything else associated with that. I went and voted in person yesterday, and I, it never ceases to amaze me how incredible it is to be able to be a part of electing our leaders, whether it's the person you voted for or not. I'm 41. I have voted about half the time for the winner. I have voted about half the time for the loser. So I am used to having both uh, perspectives covered. For a while last night, it seemed like it was going to be deja vu all over again that 2020 was going to be a replica of exactly what happened in 2016. But then when Arizona went for Joe Biden, suddenly things started to go a little bit haywire. And now, again, if you're just waking up and one of you guys can let me know, I don't have the constantly tabulated election results in front of me at this exact moment, but Wisconsin has taken, uh, that Joe Biden has taken a small lead in the state of Wisconsin. From a sports perspective, there is a sports connection to last night's election. Former Auburn football coach, as well as former Ole Miss football coach, Tommy Tuberville, is now a United States senator from Alabama. He won his election comfortably, and he may end up being the only uh, pickup in the Senate for uh, Republicans We'll have to wait and see, but if you are a college football fan, you have probably watched Tommy Tuberville's teams play over the years. That was a uh, a pickup of a, an open of a seat, sorry, in the state of Alabama, and uh, that might be the only Senate seat that the Republicans pick up. I'm not sure, but that is a direct connection to the world of sports. Now, some of you may say, "Oh, why aren't you talking about like?" There are lots of days to talk about sports. To be frank. There literally was no sports last night because everything was shut down for the election. Tomorrow, I promise you, uh, on Thursday, I got to sit here and think for a minute about exactly what day it is. I imagine that we will be turning our attention on this program back to week nine 
of the NFL to the upcoming weekend of college football. But this is an unprecedented story taking place while we are live on the air. And I think it would be super weird if suddenly I was talking about uh, what the Cowboys should do at quarterback while everybody else out there is trying to figure out who the next president of the United States is going to be. So that's my call. That's my decision. If you're upset with it, I understand. I understand you might be like, I want an escape from the real world. I wanted to listen to you, Clay, and I didn't want to hear a single thing about the election. I apologize. This is not going to be your show. But I think most people probably would like to have a conversation about the election. And by the way, we did that in 2016 when Trump won a surprising election victory. I hadn't even been on the air very long at uh, at Fox Sports Radio. And the next morning, that's all anybody was talking about. So I watched Trump speak last night. I watched Biden speak last night. There are a lot of moving parts here. Let me bring in the crew. Uh, I'm assuming you guys stayed up and watched the elections as well, Danny G. Is there anything that jumped out to you in particular? Yeah, just a lot of us are going to be blurry-eyed this morning drinking coffee. (laughs) There's no doubt. I'm thinking about just going back to bed when I finish the show uh, this morning because I barely slept last night. I know the election tally is going to continue throughout the day and everything else, but what can I do about it? Uh, at, at this point, uh, you know, I enjoyed watching it last night on television, but I, I, I really don't want to be uh, plugged into my phone for the next several days trying to figure out who's going to win, although maybe that's going to be necessary. Uh, I was hoping we would get a resolution last night, as I would imagine almost everybody listening to us is right was right now as well just because this 2020 year in general has been so intensely and insanely political. Yeah, and one thing that stood out to me, just because what we do for a living, watching the the coverage and flipping around to the different channels. Yeah. How about the guys who stand in front of the digital maps and they're able to break down all the different I counties? I love that. I love that. I, I think uh, if, it's, if I'm not mistaken, it's John King primarily who does that on CNN, yeah. and it is yeah, Bill Hemmer. Yeah, Bill Hemmer, who does it on Fox News, and I think MSNBC also has a guy who does it as well. He's got well. a paper in his hand, like a play sheet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just That's love funny. that stuff. I yeah, mean, I love the way they can zoom around yep. on the board and pull up counties and give us... I love watching the tallies of the votes coming in. Uh, I, I just, I really think election night is uh, is super cool. In fact, I will say that I thought the most wild thing about election night was the election odds which were just moving around insanely all throughout the night. Uh, and uh, and for a while, it looked like Biden was going to win, uh, and that he had been a major favorite for a long time. And then suddenly Trump became a big favorite, and then the number money started coming back in on Biden, and then Trump started to pull away. And now this morning, it's now looking like Biden is the favorite, but he's not as big of a favorite as he was before the election even started. So this has ended up much closer than I think the consensus opinion was. And I'm actually curious, what are the stock market? What's the stock market going to do? Like, how is, uh, how is everything going to move uh, as we you know, start to get maybe some more certainty as to what is likely to be the outcome? So anyway, this is, uh, is going to be wild. Anything else that stood out to you, Danny G? Uh, no, just... Um... You know, I think a lot of people's routines are going to be a little bit different this morning. 
normally I listen to the Ben Maller show on my drive in for our show. Yeah. And today for the first time I was switching between Maller and KFI. And I, I never news in yeah, LA. Yeah. I never have news talk radio on. Yeah. Uh, and last night when I ran out to get dinner, I also had uh, news talk radio on. Just interesting time in our country and uh, a real nail biter and could come down to Pennsylvania. Most people thought it might come down to Pennsylvania, but I, I, I think there was hope in the Biden camp that they were going to win Florida, that they were going to you know contend in more southern states and win them, and that it wasn't going to end up being anywhere near as close as it has been. And uh, I think there was hope in the Trump campaign that they were going to be able to hang on to Arizona, and that would have given them a little bit more leeway in the Midwest states, the Big Ten states, so to speak, the Michigan, the Wisconsin, and the Pennsylvanias, uh, than it appears that they're maybe going to have. But again, we still got a lot to figure out here before all is said and done. Dub, did you watch the election results come in? I did, and it was an, a fascinating night, and I was like you. I was watching the betting market as yes. well, and that was like watching like a crazy Atlanta Falcons or a crazy Pac-12 <laughs> yeah. game or something like that because— There was so I mean, much movement. Starting the night, Joe Biden was a pretty substantial favorite, and then it kind of started trending like last election did, yep. and Donald Trump at one point got to like minus 700, yeah. which is— A monster you know, favorite. Like 85% implied odds yeah. of winning the election, and as we stand currently right now this morning, Joe Biden, a slight favorite, around minus 150. So just watching that dynamic of everything— was absolutely fascinating. And I'm curious, you know, these betting markets are pretty much controlled by the bettors. So in my opinion, you know, seeing how this has kind of uh, come out to be, to me, it seems like a lot of bettors thought, oh, Trump's got the lead. It's going to, he's going to steamroll just like last time. And that's yeah. why we saw the the markets in the betting world go all the way up to minus 700 at one point late last night. Yeah, and and again, I mean, for people out there who don't really follow uh, gambling and don't really understand minus seven hundred, like you said, that would be you know eighty five percent chance basically that Trump was going to win. Yeah, absolutely. And as we stand right now, minus one fifty around there. That's about sixty percent for Joe Biden. So yeah, so that's just I in mean, a matter of hours. It is. It is. It has moved like an insane amount. Did you watch the? You watched by, by yourself or with your roommates? I was with some friends. Yeah, I watched, and then you know eventually. I had to go upstairs and go to bed. So you did go to bed last night. I wish I had about, gotten more about sleep three, than I did. About three hours ago, I yeah. probably fell asleep. I was just so fascinated by the numbers. And then when I woke up, you know, I was like, hey, I want to check my phone. And that's always dangerous when you got your phone beside the bed anyway. And then that's when I saw the Biden uh, had, you know, in the middle of the night at like 4 a.m., suddenly he took the lead in Wisconsin while pretty much everybody was sleeping, and to the extent that anybody was sleeping at all. And uh, and so that was a big swing because prior to that, Trump had been in 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 decent shape, I would say. Who knows? I mean, I'm not an expert in, in counting votes, uh, but he had seemed like he was in decent shape in Wisconsin, Michigan and Pennsylvania. And now uh, Biden has moved ahead in uh, Wisconsin. Uh, what about uh, what about you, Eddie? Did you watch the, the election results last night? I watched the election results like I would watch an NBA game that I would be interested in. I tuned in for late in the fourth quarter. Uh, because so I, you didn't do anything, or like you didn't put them on until like what? What time did you put on well, the I results? Didn't, I, I knew I was going to be here all night, so yeah. I got in here at uh, about 10.30 Pacific time, and I've had, you know, I've got three TVs here in my update studio, 
So I've been uh, getting educated on everything that's been going on since I've been working here overnights. And I will agree with Danny G. I don't know who this guy is on CNN, but I've been watching him uh, break down and blow up the different counties like in around Las Vegas and Phoenix and Atlanta and kind of talk about, you know, the different ways. It's the amazing. Going. Yeah, it's very cool. Very informative. So uh, are the same guys and girls still on or did they have a shift change? Because I haven't uh, I haven't had television on for several hours. Uh, is it like is Wolf Blitzer still going on CNN? No, it's uh, Cuomo. Okay, so they have, they had a, they handed the baton off at some point to uh, to see what might happen there, I guess, because that's a long time to be live on the air, and uh, and we'll see what uh, the resolution ends up being. What about you, Roberto? Did you stay up and watch everything? Yeah, I watched it since like five six o'clock in the afternoon. Yep. Yesterday, a uh, few things uh, uh, when. Uh, uh, Biden got the lead in uh, it was in Florida and Ohio. A lot of that was because a lot of the first tallies were all I think were all absentee and uh, mail in ballots. I think that's what uh, that's why Bi- uh, Biden had those leads there. And then uh, people st- then they started counting the all the all the votes from the polls, or people people that were actually going to the polls. And that's when you saw the the dramatic shift right from uh, yes. Biden to from Biden to Trump. And then you saw the same thing in Vermont and you know, Virginia. Virginia was crazy too. All of a sudden. Uh, Trump had this massive lead, and then all of a sudden, an hour, two hours later, look, and oh, uh, Biden wins Virginia. It's crazy, man. Just the the back and forth, and I think some of that is happening right now. What happened with with Wisconsin, right? They, they got a lot of those. They started counting a lot of those absentee mail-in ballots. Yeah, the question is that is going to loom large. Where are the votes? Um, yeah, you know, double, two, twofold. Where are the votes? Because cities typically favor Democrats and rural areas typically favor Republicans right now, more so than probably ever. And two, were they cast in person or not? Because in-person votes tend to favor uh, tend to favor the, uh, the, the, the Republicans this year in particular, whereas absentee votes tend to favor the Democrats. So uh, we are going to open up phone lines, which may be a uh, questionable decision. We'll see how exactly that shakes out. Right now uh, in Wisconsin, Joe Biden is up by 7,000 votes with 90% of the votes reported in. Uh, And again, he got a major uh, bump in the middle of the night. Uh, Right now in Michigan, with 81% of the vote in, Trump is up four points. Uh, In Pennsylvania, with 75% of the vote in, Trump is up 11 in Georgia, Trump is up two with 92% of the vote in. And in North Carolina, Trump is up 1.4% with 95% of the vote in. So, uh, by the way, Biden also up five points with 82% of the vote uh, in, in Arizona. So, who knows what else might end up happening before all is said and done, but that is, uh, that is where we are. I will continue to update you as, uh, as we move throughout the course of this program. Uh, to give you an idea, right now, Donald Trump has about a 200,000-vote lead in the state of Michigan. I believe he won the state of Michigan by 10,000 votes back in 2016. So this thing is probably going to tighten in Michigan Maybe Biden's going to go ahead. I'm not sure what in the world's going to happen. I'm not going to try to make any predictions at this point. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. 
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts. You know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock, and there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes, cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with, hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachinko Machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their tricks of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit FishingBooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Michelin tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer 
installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Michelin test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us. Eddie Garcia, what you got for me? Well, we start with you some college football where the University of Wisconsin announced it is canceling its football game for the second straight week because of the continuing COVID-19 outbreak in the program. Badgers were supposed to face Purdue this Saturday. That's not going to happen. Of course, last weekend, their game against Nebraska Nebraska was also canceled. Neither game will be rescheduled. NFL News, the Baltimore Ravens placed seven defensive players, five of them linebackers on the reserve COVID-19 list as a result of contact tracing following star cornerback Marlon Humphrey's positive COVID-19 test. Dallas Cowboys will not have quarterback Andy Dalton Sunday against the Steelers. He didn't play last week because of a concussion, and now he's been placed on the reserve COVID-19 list. Cowboys are now considering Cooper Rush, Garrett Gilbert, or Ben DiNucci as their starter against Pittsburgh on Sunday. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have activated former star wide receiver Antonio Brown from the reserve suspended list and announced he will play Sunday against the New Orleans Saints, although head coach Bruce Arians said he wasn't sure how many snaps Brown would play in the game. Now back to Clay Travis and the Geico Outkick the Coverage Studios. All right, we got a lot of people who want to weigh in. Open phone lines 877-996-6369. On that Wisconsin news, by the way, uh, the Wisconsin football team, I believe I'm correct that if they cancel one more football game, they're not eligible to play in the Big Ten title game. And so that in and of itself is a big, uh, is, is a big and unfortunate story because they were favored to win the Big Ten West. And now who knows, first of all, who's going to come out of the Big Ten West. But it's also unfortunate because Nebraska got a game canceled. They're not getting to play. Purdue now is getting a game canceled. And I believe the next game that they would play, not this weekend, but next weekend, would be Michigan, which is a big football game. And it's possible now, and we talked about this a couple weeks ago, that, that Wisconsin may just have to go ahead and not play a football season, which is, uh, which is pretty awful. Uh, all right, so uh, phone lines. Who's up next? All right, we got Nate in Indiana. Nate, what you got for me? Clay, first of all, good morning. Um, and, and I want to be quick, and I'm going to kind of break the conversation mold here. Even though the season's over and we're talking pigskin, I just got a quick question for you. We are in free agency for baseball, and we are in trade talks and making moves and acquisitions and buying and selling and everything else. And as a Reds fan, I'm a little bit concerned about Trevor Bauer. And the reason why I'm concerned is because a few years back, I don't want to say a few, but several, several years back, we made a deal uh, with Homer Bailey. Uh, yeah, I think he got two no-nos and then we gave him a big money contract. And then what yeah, he thanks turned for the call. out. Yeah. Thanks for the call. Nobody cares. I don't even think people doing Cincinnati sports talk radio would care about talking about Trevor Bauer's, contract status in November yeah he's gone by the way he's, he's not coming back is that a big topic even like no, is, no. It, yeah dub you're gonna have to fire you like do you were like this guy wants to talk about Trevor Bauer and you're like oh that makes sense no he said he wanted to react to the election yeah uh well that's a big swing <laughs> and a miss uh who's up next I got faith in our next caller it's blue in Kentucky blue my boy blue what you got for me 
Man, I'm not going to be a douche and talk about something non-politics. No, you can talk about you can talk about anything when you call in the show, but nobody cares about Trevor Bauer on a random day in November. Yeah, yeah, it's true, and we are talking about the election. I was disappointed you said on the Wisconsin news when you opened up the segment, and I thought you were going to say something about the election, and then it was sports, and that, that's how enamored I am in the election right now. Because I was wondering if you guys. Any of you like to watch the left news channel and the right news channel? I live in an area like you do. We're, we're mostly right over here, and the people I'm around don't want me to turn on the left station, and I want to watch <laughs> both. And at the end, I really like to watch Loser Grovel. So, like, I, before I left home, I sent both news channels to record all day in case I yeah. missed it. Uh, I, we flip out around. Um Whitlock and I were watching the results last night, and I was just kind of curious the way that they were going to play it. And so we watched Fox News, we watched CNN, and we watched a little bit of MSNBC. I didn't watch any of the broadcast networks, you know, like the ABC, CBS, NBCs, uh, any of those. I didn't watch any of those. And honestly, if I were a programming exec, I think by 2024 – they need a broadcast that exclusively focuses on the election odds because by far that was the most interesting part of the uh, of the discussion right to me anyway is that uh, is watching and seeing those markets react to the numbers as they were coming in like dub wouldn't you rather have watched I mean as much fun as we had watching Bill Hemmer and uh, John King, to be able to be up there, like kind of maneuvering the 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 votes and everything else on the touch screen, if you had a really sophisticated person like that analyzing the gambling markets and the individual state gambling odds and everything else, that would be pretty incredible to be able to watch. Absolutely, and I was trying to do that my you know by myself. Obviously, yeah. I'm not an expert like someone that they would have on the broadcast, but I would absolutely love that if they would bounce. From that, and then go to the uh, the gambling market expert. That would be incredible. Yeah, I, I don't think there's any doubt at all. Who's up next? All right, we got Steve in Wisconsin. Steve, what you got for me? Uh, I I kind of share your assessment. It's not looking good for Trump. But one thing that bothers me: uh, Trump had a pretty solid lead most of the night in Wisconsin, about 120 thousand, and then all of a sudden at 3:45 a.m., the city of Milwaukee came in, and and I. I can't prove anything, but you know it, it doesn't pass the smell test. And uh, you know Trump, now Biden's up by ten thousand as of right now. Yeah, yeah. I I, I think any time you have thanks for the call. I think any time you have a tight election and people go to bed and they think one thing, and then in the middle of the night, the uh, someplace like Milwaukee drops votes like that. I think that's an intriguing question. I, I would be curious why Milwaukee was unable to report any of their results until the middle of the night. It just, I mean, I think that kind of move makes people question election results. And I'm not a question election results guy, right? Like, I don't want there to be any long-term battle. I didn't like it in 2000 when we had a 37-day battle over the state of Florida. I would rather there be some form of conclusiveness. Uh, But, I also think, uh, well, why would you drop election results like that in the middle of the night? Why? I, and, and again, why not just wait until the morning? Why not have them out sooner? Like, I, I, we had Ron DeSantis on the program yesterday, right? Governor of Florida. And he told us 
exactly what was going to happen, that Florida was going to have their elections results out super fast and that people would be able to look at them and analyze them. And that's what happened, right? I mean, Florida got all their data out. And one reason why I think Florida got all of their, uh, you know, sort of ducks in a row was because of how much of a disaster it was in 2000. So they went back to the drawing board. They refashioned their election results. And now Florida is one of the best places in the nation when it comes to getting everything out uh, in that uh, in that form or fashion. But I do think, look, Wisconsin went for Trump by 30,000 votes in 2016. It might go for Biden by 10, 20,000, whatever the numbers end up being. It's going to be a tiny subset of the overall votes cast and when the votes are that close, it just makes people, you know, kind of throw up their hands and say, what in the world? And then you add in the complexity this year of the fact that it's not even like a normal election where people go in and they vote in person and we get the results all that way. Uh, now you've got all these absentee votes. You got all these different uh, different mail-in vote, votes and everything else. And so it's a super challenge to figure out exactly how that's going to go. All right, when we come back, we'll keep the phone lines open, 877-996-6369. We'll reset the table for everybody who is just now waking up and uh, starting off their morning with us. We're rolling through uh, an election edition of Outkick the Coverage as all of the votes are coming in. I appreciate all of you. My name is Clay Travis. We've had a lot of drunk callers and some dumb callers. What will happen the rest of the way? I have no idea but it should be enticing and entertaining. This is OutKick on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. We are rolling through what is certainly a abnormal show. No sports at all last night. And in the meantime... There are election results coming in, and it has been an unbelievably wild turn of events over the past, I don't know, what, 12 hours, basically, since all of the election results started to arrive. Uh, Let me give you the latest, if you're just waking up with us right now. Overnight, Joe Biden took a lead in Wisconsin. His lead in Wisconsin right now, as uh, we are approaching what, 7 a.m. on the East Coast is right now around 8,000 votes. He is up 0.2% out of all of the votes that have been uh, counted so far in Wisconsin with 89% of the vote in. Trump is holding on to an incredibly narrow 1.3% lead in Michigan with 84% of the uh, of the vote in. Biden's up five in Arizona. Trump remains up 11 in Pennsylvania. So what is the overall scenario that we find ourselves in right now? Trump needs to hang on to North Carolina, where he is up 1.4% with 95% of the vote in. He needs to hang on to Georgia, where he's up two with 92% of the vote in. Uh, And he has to hold on to Michigan and Pennsylvania or flip back Wisconsin or Arizona from Joe Biden in order to be elected president of the United States. Right now, 
if you look at the odds markets, Dub, what is the latest odds market? Not that the odds markets have been particularly reliable right now, but Biden has now become the favorite to be elected the president of the United States, and he is back in the uh, back in the mix where basically he began the election before turning into a huge underdog. Now he is back as a favorite. Yeah, that's right. right. As we speak right now, he's about a minus 210 to minus 220 favorite. So that's, you know, almost about a 70% clip there uh, of Joe Biden being the favorite. And Trump got up to basically like minus, I mean, basically like an 85% favorite at some point uh, prior to all of this being over. So uh, what did we learn uh, first of all, a lot of people asking, when is this going to be resolved, right? When are we going to actually know who won uh, the presidency? And I, the answer is no one really knows for sure, but there will probably be some form of resolution likely to emerge during the course of today, I would think. I would think. Um, and uh, this reminds me a lot of 2000 when we had a 37-day wait, for those of you who are old enough to remember it, before George W. Bush won in the race that he ran against Al Gore. Uh, It reminds me very much of what happened in 2000, but we have multiple Floridas instead of just one state, and maybe it still will end up coming down to one state. But right now, we have a bunch of different states that are in the mix. Courts may get involved before all is said or done, Uh, Also, there is a, right now at least, and again, I say right now because there's been so much movement, it appears that Republicans may hold the Senate. Why would that matter? Well, if Republicans hold the Senate, then it means that probably there wouldn't be very much that could be done by Joe Biden because he would have to pass whatever legislation he wanted to get done through a Republican-controlled Senate. I don't think Joe Biden's going to run again if he wins this election. And so by 2022, which is when we would have the midterms, many people would already be starting to look ahead towards who would be the the presumptive candidates running to be elected president in 2024. So one of the interesting things about any presidential election is as soon as there's a resolution, everybody starts to look towards 2024 That's even more the case where if Trump were to find a way to win, he would be term limited out. If Biden wins, there's no way I don't believe that 82-year-old Joe Biden is going to run for another term. And so we would have no incumbent in 2024 regardless, which means, guess what? We got more of this in four years. In the meantime, maybe the temperature gets uh, dialed back down. Hopefully we can get past COVID. Hopefully. Hopefully, people just get back to some form more of normalcy because whatever side of the equation you are on, this election did not deliver some sort of definitive statement about the direction the country wants to go. If anything, it's going to come down just like the 2016 election did to a few thousand voters in Big Ten states and what decisions they made about who should be the president. Trump won Michigan, Pennsylvania, and uh, and Wisconsin by a total of 77,000 votes in 2016. Joe Biden might end up winning those states by even less numbers 
than Trump did. Yes, he may flip it. We'll see. He's now the favorite to be uh, the president. But uh, but that is uh, the absolute latest as we are working through giving you the most updated data. Um, one bit of sports news connected to the overall uh, the overall election. Former Auburn football coach Tommy Tuberville, as well as a former Ole Miss coach, has been elected to the United States Senate from Alabama. So the state of Alabama elects an Auburn football coach who beat them six straight times to represent them in the United States Senate. That is, so far, the lone Republican pickup uh, in the Senate. There is a close race going on in Michigan in the Senate as well. We'll see what ends up happening there as the final 10% of the vote in Michigan comes in. Both the Senate and the presidency may be decided by those final 10% of the vote. I should say the final 15%. The numbers that I'm looking at right now says that 84% of the vote in Michigan is in right now with Trump holding on to a one2 uh, percentage point lead, a tiny one, as it were, um, as all of these different votes uh, begin to come in in the Midwest. Uh, we opened up phone lines, 877-996-6369. Anybody else in the crew have any other questions that you want to ask or any other statements that you want to put out there? Anybody got anything? Going once? Well, I was just going to say, with all this technology we have today, and uh, especially in a year like this with... Uh, a huge number of mail-in ballots and absentee ballots. It seems like there should be an easier way to figure out an expected number of those ballots that we could be expecting. Does that make, does that question make sense? I, like, I don't. I don't under. Yes, I don't know exactly how we know what the total number of votes that are going to be cast when there's absentees and everything else. I I really don't know how all this is tabulated. But I think it's fair to say that, you know, paper ballots probably don't make a ton of sense in, uh, in, in the technologically. Now, what they do make sense of is if you ha- have a paper ballot, you at least have a record of the vote being made. Whereas if you just have electronic be- tickets, I don't even know how that works. Like I, I voted on an ele- electronic touchscreen with like a pen that I used, meaning like a, a, a pen that you write with, a stylus they called it, to like punch in exactly what my votes were. Uh, and then they printed me off a little slip and then I had to walk to a different part of the, uh, of the uh, election area and put that little slip of paper through. So, uh, so that in and of itself, I'm assuming, is about preser- preserving a paper record, but I'm not enough of an expert. It's a great question. I'm not enough of an expert in election law to know the answer to that. I did take, uh, I don't want to Holiday Inn express this, but during my legal uh, studies when I was in law school at Vanderbilt, I did take a course on election law, which was actually really fascinating, but it's been 20 years and frankly, I remember almost nothing of it. So if the vote stays as close as it is, there could be some different lawsuits that are filed and certainly big winners as always are going to be election lawyers who stand to make a uh, a, a great deal of um of money litigating this process out what about you danny g there was uh, talk going into the election about 
disinformation on social media. Were you on Twitter last night? How, how do you think? I thought I thought it, it I thought it held up fairly well. Now I don't know what Twitter was keeping me from seeing. Yeah, and uh, you know it's possible that that there was actually some uh, some things that 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 I would have enjoyed seeing that I wasn't allowed to see, but. I, I didn't think that, by and large, people were completely out of their minds on uh, on social media. Only on Facebook. Well, I didn't. I don't <laughs> I even. But I also don't read mentions. Yeah. So I just read the people that I follow. So I'm sure you know the 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 battles in the in the trenches of everybody's mentions were absolutely brutal last night. And I bet you're right about Facebook and the way that everybody reacts there. Uh, but but in general. I didn't think it was that bad. I didn't see a ton of people. Did you see? Did you guys kind of keep tabs on anybody who lost their minds on social media? Like, were there any people in sports media who completely like? Just, oh, like Jamel Hill. Yeah, like I'm gonna read her tweet. But was there anybody else as bad as her? I don't no, that's so. the only one I saw. Yeah, Jamel Hill tweeted: "If Trump wins re-election, it's on white people. No one else." I mean, she really is the worst, right? I mean, just. The fact that she makes money, it would be one thing if she owned her own business, but the fact that media companies pay her, if she says anything other than criticizing white people there, it's considered insanely racist. And my thing in general, let me just say this, I'm encouraged by the fact that Trump got more voters who were Hispanic and more voters who were black in 2020 than he did in 2016 because what that reflects to me is all these constant arguments, oh, that's racist or whatever. I'm so over cancel culture and the idea that uh, what somebody, you know, uh, that, that everybody's racist and everybody's sexist and everybody's homo. I'm, I like the whole political correctness universe to me is just fundamentally the worst thing about America right now. And social media makes that worse than anywhere. And I, I think that's not just true certainly for political opinions, but like, does anybody think it makes sense that we have people going back through 14 and 15-year-old athletes' tweets and trying to get them in trouble for things that they sent when they were teenagers? I mean, I don't think there's a parent out there on the planet who's like, yeah, that makes sense to me, right? I have to, You have to have conversations with your teenage kids. I've got a 12-year-old who's going to be a teenager in January. And I do think you have to have conversations with your kids about being smart on social media. But the standard for what smart on social media means for a 14 or 15-year-old is a lot different than what it might be for a 24 or 34 or 44-year-old. So every kid does dumb things when they're teenagers. I don't know why we would hold them completely accountable for everything they do. I mean, we don't even put people in prison. This is my big analogy. We don't even put people in prison oftentimes, for crimes that they commit before they're 18 years old. Yet, we're going to hold people completely accountable for what they say on Twitter when they're minors? I mean, it's crazy to me. The other thing I would say is this, and we'll get to your calls here in a moment, 877-996-6369. I do think it's worth sitting down with your kids if they're young, and there's going to be a lot of noise, and they may hear adults who are angry about the election, or they may hear grandma or grandpa or somebody else's parent. Uh, I think it's important to let your kids know, especially right now when this has been such a chaotic year already, the country's going to be fine. 
I know that people get all worked up and they're like, oh, if my side doesn't win, the country's never going to be the same again. Trust me, we're going to be fine. We're going to be having the same election in 2024. Your kids are going to be fine. We had an election in the middle of the Civil War. We had an election in the middle of World War II. We can handle an election during a pandemic that might be extremely close like this one, and the country is going to be fine. So I think there are a lot of little kids out there. They may be going to school right now. They may be sitting in your car with you. Whether you are a Republican or a Democrat, whether you don't care about politics at all, I do think there's a great deal of apprehension among kids because they see these television commercials that convince them that the world is going to come to an end if one side wins or the other side wins. And one thing that I combat and have been combating and will, I think, frankly, be combating for the rest of my life is this idea of selling fear. And I think we are, as a country, incredibly fearful. And I certainly think that fear translates down, it, 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 like many other things, it runs down from adults to children. And I think there are a lot of kids who may not be able to be in school, who have COVID going on right now. Mom and dad may not have a good job. Mom and dad may be fighting more than they used to. Mom may not be in the house. Dad may not be in the house. Grandma or grandpa may be super more stressed. And there are a lot of kids who listen to this radio program. And one reason I've tried to uh, tried to avoid a lot of times cursing on any of my programs is because I know there are a lot of kids sometimes listening in the car now. And as I become a parent, I think about that more. And I think it's just important to let kids. So if your kids are listening right now, it's going to be fine. The country is going to be fine. It may be ugly for a few days or maybe even a few weeks. It may be messy. There may be a lot of uh, mean things said back and forth. But ultimately, the great thing about the United States is we are durable. Our democracy finds a way, whether in 2000, when we had a 37-day wait to see who was going to win that election in Florida, or maybe we're going to repeat that to some extent now, I think I know that everybody running around on social media constantly acts like their hair is on fire and everything is always the next great massive scandal and fear is just emanating from everywhere right now. We're going to be fine. We really are. And I'm very confident of that regardless of what your perspective is. Um, So I also think if you're super, super nervous – There's a good chance, like I said, that Republicans are going to win the Senate, which means we're going to have divided government, which means for the next two years, there's not going to be some sort of wild undertaking that's going to fundamentally alter what the country is doing now. I think that's an important data point to put out there. Now, things could change, uh, but that is the latest data right now. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. 
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts. You know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. And by the way, I was just at O'Reilly not that long ago, within the last month, and guess what? Needed some help with the alternator, had some questions with the batteries, they helped me right away, and did it right there in the parking lot. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. We got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachinko Machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their tricks of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit FishingBooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. 
Choose from the full line of BF Goodrich tires, shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you, or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their BF Goodrich test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. We're joined now by Jim Jordan. He is a congressman, sits on the House Judiciary Committee, does a lot of uh, a lot of sports fandom as well. He's been on the show a couple of times before. And this is a crazy night. How much did you sleep, uh, Congressman? Went to bed about a little before four and got up about, I don't know, 45 minutes ago and uh, looking at the news, so. So, uh, how about you, bro? I assume you're about the same, man. We had to get up earlier because you started the show a few hours ago. Yeah, I, I slept for one hour. So, uh, if my questions yeah. are, uh, are 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 poor, it's because uh, the brain doesn't work as well on one hour of uh, of sleep as it would on normal nights. So, uh, what? So you're in Ohio. Uh, it was a wild yep. night. How did how did as a congressman? How do you spend that time watching? Are you at your house? Are you at a, at a particular location? What's your you election what? night experience? You know, just my, my wife and I, and then our, our good friends. So we just four of us sitting there, uh, watching the TV, looking on our phones, looking on the laptop, and getting all the information. Kind of like a guy who's covering sports, I assume, uh, just looking at all the scores and going from there. And it was, you know, look, look uh, we we picked up seats in the House. Um, the, the Senate's going to stay in Republican hands, and uh, I think the president's still going to win. We just got to wait for these these final state numbers to come in, and we'll see. How long do you think it takes for a, a, a final judgment to be rendered on what exactly happened on election night 2020? It's anyone's guess, but I got to take like I said this a couple months ago, said it back in July. First time in the nation's history where you had a party actively try to seek and win the election after the election. Never happened in history. They actually this was this was their goal to win the election after the election for Democrats. Um We'll see if that how that plays out. I'm very nervous about possible, you know, fraud in in, in Nevada and and Pennsylvania. We've always been concerned about that, um, but we're just going to have to wait and see. But like I said, right now we know the House is going to pick up seats. Uh, the Senate is going to stay in Republican hands, and the president's uh, path I think is still strong. And, and hopefully he's going to win because he deserves it, based on what he's done for the country in the last four years. All right. So if the election ends up with uh, uncertainty at the presidency, but you've got a Republican Senate. What does that look like Mm -hmm. for the average person out there looking? It's clear regardless, we are as close to a 50-50 nation as we could possibly be, right? Like half the nation uh, voted uh, for Republicans, half the nation voted for Democrats. It's almost impossible for it to have been any closer as a collective whole on the nation. So so what does that look like? Like uh, for the next two years, I was talking to my kids uh, because I do think that at some point reconciliation has to happen after an election where everybody yeah. says, okay, we've got yep. some results in. We've got to figure out exactly how to come together and try to make things better, whether you're Republican, Democrat, whatever else. To my uh, you know, sort of layman's look at this, it means that we're going to end up with a relatively moderate situation because you can't really do very much if the Republicans have the Senate and the Democrats, let's say, have the White House – it's really kind of a stalemate still, right? 
Well, the main takeaway is the Democrats won't be able to fundamentally struct, uh, change the structure and framework of our government. Because yeah. remember what they're saying. They're saying if they had the Senate clay, they're going to uh, they're going to pack the court. They're going to add seats to the Supreme Court, take it to 13, take it to 15, whatever number they're going to take it to. So they won't be able to do that. They won't be able to 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 move this uh, uh, to electoral college. Uh, start start going after the electoral college. They they won't get rid of the filibuster in the Senate. So those are those are good safeguards for your liberty, for your freedom. Um, that, to me, is the, the, the main takeaway with, with having the, the, the United States Senate. The other big takeaway from last night, I think, is the gains the Republican Party are making with Latino voters, with African Americans, the good women candidates we ran who won in House of Representatives uh, races, and frankly, just how far off the pollsters are. Yeah. They were, they were wrong everywhere, across the board, because this is supposed to be a blowout for Democrats. They were supposed to win everything, run away with the White House, run away with the Senate, increase seats in the House. The pollsters were wrong across the board, even though Democrats had all the money on their side. It, 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 that, to me, was also a big takeaway. But the main takeaway is they're not going to be able to they're not going to be able to attack the structure of our government, which is good for your freedom. We're talking to Jim Jordan, congressman from Ohio, polling. Right, you're a politician. I'm sure you have yeah. spent a lot of money on polls over your career. <laughs> Uh, and and probably now you're sitting back saying, my God, what what I've been given money away for? Maybe your pollers or pollsters are a little bit better. But to me, one of the biggest stories coming out of last night's election, also in conjunction with 2016, is polling is fundamentally broken. There is, I mean, I mean, we had uh, like in your state of Ohio, there were people who were saying, oh, you know, Biden's going to win Ohio by five points. There were some polls that were saying that. And I don't know what the final is going to be, but it looks like the president's going to win Ohio by seven or eight or nine nine points. I mean, that, that's a double-digit error. Is polling dead? Yeah. Like, are you ever going to look at yeah. polls in any way as reliable indicators anymore? Well, there, there were a few who got it right, but the reason it's so wrong in a, in a broad sense is because of the issue you've been so good at about talking uh, talking about, Clay, and that is the cancel culture environment we live in. When people are afraid of speaking out. Remember, Cato did a survey, Clay, and, and they, they found that in their survey, and if you can trust this, and I think you can because it wasn't per se political, Cato does a survey, and they asked Americans, do you feel uh, safe speaking out in the cancel culture world? 62% of Americans said they were reluctant to express their opinion. So think about it. If you're reluctant to express your opinion because you're, you're afraid of the mob, might you be a little less than straightforward on a poll, particularly a poll that's asking about Donald Trump, one of the most controversial figures in American politics ever? So the, the, this pollster, I think, is directly attributable to the cancel culture, this, this, this mob mentality out there that is so bad for our country. And that, to me, is the biggest threat to our liberty right now is what the mob will do to you if you don't go along with their groupthink, go along with their politically correct thinking. And, and that's why I believe the pollsters were so wrong. So what, the process here, now that, the, now that we're waking up on you know, the, the Wednesday after the election and there's still a lot of different yeah. counting going on and everything else, what do you think? Like, what is the, how long does this process take? So if you go back to, to 2000 with uh, Florida, in 2000 it took 37 days to figure out exactly what the overall uh, outcome was going to be. There's now multiple different states where it's super tight and knowing exactly what's going yeah. to happen is difficult. What do you foresee happening? I think, I think it's anyone's guess. Uh, I think it's unfortunate that the country is going to have to you know, live through it, waiting longer to find out who, who our next president's going to be. Um, but I, I, just, I don't know that there is a, a short answer. I, hope, I, I, I wish it would happen soon. 
So I think we're just going to have to wait and see. I assume there's going to be lots of lawyers involved, uh, and, and I'm sure some actions in, in various levels of, of our court system, and ultimately maybe even something at the Supreme Court. You know, the president alluded to that last night in his comments. So um, we'll just have to wait and see. And I, I, my, my guess is there are people heading to Harrisburg, people heading to Madison, Wisconsin, um, and, and people heading to Lansing, Michigan, uh, or probably people already there from, from both parties. Congressman Jordan, uh, what does today look like for you? What will you do? Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna probably take a nap at some point. Yeah, join the continue club to watch the results. Yeah, make a lot of phone calls, and then if I feel good and it's afternoon, and there's nothing else going on. I'll I'll sneak out and play a couple holes of golf uh, before I have to do some interviews uh, later this afternoon and evening. Um, we'll just I assume that's what I'll do. But I'll be on the phone a lot today with with new colleagues coming in and talking with uh, Leader McCarthy, figuring out exactly where our numbers are going to be and a number of issues as we head into. Uh, back into, into Washington here in a couple weeks. You ever got a hole-in-one before? I have not. Played played decent yesterday. It's not got played a little bit yesterday because you're just sitting around waiting for the result in the afternoon. For, 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 an, for an ex-wrestler, I actually, I actually hit the ball pretty well yesterday, so um, we'll see. We got a little bit of a uh, good weather going on. I mean, so uh, maybe you can get out. Good luck. Uh, maybe today will be the hole-in-one yeah. day. Well, let's hope so. It's supposed to be close to 70 in Ohio, which is, which is nice, nice and warm for this time of year, so. No doubt. That's uh, the main con- thing is we want the president to win. We want the president to come to, to, to make sure he can win these uh, these key states, and we'll, we'll just uh, hope that it happens. We're talking. Thank you for uh, getting up early with us after a late night. You that's that's uh, Congressman Jim Jordan, really good guy uh, who is uh, representing the state of Ohio, and he's on the House Judiciary Committee. Um, just a good guy in general. He uh, he and I overlap in a big way when it comes to the importance of, uh, of holding tech companies accountable, regardless of your politics, and also on the awfulness of cancel culture and, uh, and what it can represent. So, uh, so we, uh, we have a lot in common there. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying, flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock, and there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes, cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with, hilarious emojis for taunting friends when 
when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.